going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the spectators and today is may 3rd 2021 happy may we are in the fifth month of the year already still time is flying by and we just had the nfl draft of 2021 just happened this last week we wrapped it up on saturday got through all the rounds and i'm gonna go through a lot of the great picks that have happened in this draft i'm gonna tell you who i think won it now let me just preface everything by saying i am not a draft mock draft type professional or anything of that nature so don't take my word for gospel this is just based off of what i know off of some guys and the things that they can provide to a team that may or may not have needed their talents so we're gonna go ahead and start off with the top five picks and then i'll kind of bounce around and say who i think did well after that i do think the top five picks are worth talking about in general though so we're gonna start at number one and this is just the easy one trevor lawrence to the jacksonville jaguars this is a great pick i mean we've known that he was gonna be the one drafted for a long long time but this this was really good for them they get their franchise quarterback He's going to be the guy over there for a long, long time. Grant, obviously, like injuries and all that. But he has everything that you would want from a great quarterback. He has the size. He has the arm strength. He's never lost a regular season game. So unless Jacksonville goes 17 now, 17-0, and 0, uh, he's slated to lose his first ever regular season game, which is absolutely nuts. Um, that's actually, like, kind of creepy, <laughs> honestly. But... He's a winner. He's a great talent. We all knew he was going number one. Zaxwell made a really safe, really easy pick with the one overall pick. They get their guy in Trevor Lawrence. Moving over to number two, the New York Jets. There was a lot of things they could have done with this pick. They're in the market for a quarterback now because they did trade Sam Darnold to the Carolina Panthers, which I don't really know what the Panthers are doing at quarterback right now, but that's a whole different conversation. So the Jets are in the quarterback market. They also need a lot of other things. They need O-line. They need D-line. They could use some cornerbacks. But they decided to go after their guy. Zach Wilson gets picked second overall quarterback at a BYU. And I think this was this one made sense. It, for me, it was either you get Zach Wilson, who I think they think really highly of, and I think they believe he can develop. I think a lot of pro guys think that as well i still think justin fields is the second best quarterback in this draft so i would have liked to see the jets take him and if you weren't going to take one of these two the easy pick for me would have been sewell the offensive tackle out of oregon but he winds up falling a little bit Jets go get a quarterback zach wilson he i think he'll be good i, I again i do think justin fields was a little bit better but that's kind of just preference at that point. And I think the Jets wanted their guy. So they got a new quarterback heading towards the future. We'll see if they piece things together because I'm not convinced that the Jets know how, <laughs> know how to do that. Um, number three, the San Francisco 49ers. In the offseason, they traded up to, in the draft. For, I, I think they were at 11 um, or they are at 12. They were at 12. They trade up to three. And adding the third pick, 
you kind of assume that they were trading up for a quarterback if you're going to be trading up. And they do, in fact, do that. They draft Trey Lance, the quarterback out of North Dakota State. This one was surprising for a lot of people, I feel like. Trey Lance is uber talented. He's really, really special, I think. He just only had one year of tape. And that's a really, really rare thing to see one year of tape get a guy drafted third overall, especially when that year of tape was in a conference like the one North Dakota State is in. It's not like they were playing elite, elite teams at early any point. So Trey Lance, I like him. San Francisco gets their guy. Again, I do think Justin Fields is a bit better. I don't think they would they would have liked him. I know the 49ers were trying to get Aaron Rodgers. Clearly, they use a big chunk of draft capital, not only with the three overall pick, but the trade to get up there. They're not going to get Aaron Rodgers at this point. 49ers got their guy, and the Jimmy Garoppolo experiment is likely over, or maybe they give Jimmy one more year. I'm not convinced Trey starts right away, but we're going to kind of see how that QB battle shakes out over there if Jimmy even wants to play, not that they've kind of done this, or if they trade him because, you know. Moving over to the number four pick in the 2020 draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Pitts. A lot of people see Kyle Pitts as a franchise-changing talent, whether that's at tight end, whether that's at receiver. Uh, he'll probably play a hybrid of both. I don't know particularly how great he is at, uh, at blocking, rush blocking, and run blocking. That's something he's going to have to do if he does stick at tight end. But he is a uber-talented guy. And the Falcons add another weapon to an offense that didn't need any more weapons. Uh, Falcons, this was a great pick for the guy. And this is not a knock on Kyle Pitts. This is a terrible draft pick for what you're trying to do over there in Atlanta. Their defense has been unbearably bad. And it's going to be unbearably bad again. You get Kyle Pitts and you're going to have another season of giving up. 30 a game and you're gonna be in a situation like this next year where you have a high pick again so maybe that's the plan for them I don't really know I do think they should have traded down and then get somebody like Micah Parsons but that's just me I don't I don't know what what their real goal is here adding another weapon because the offense is certainly not the issue in Atlanta moving on over to the number five pick the Cincinnati Bengals they could have gone offensive line here. Joe Burrow, he's a little bit hurt. Torres ACL. The O-line is not good. He was getting punished all season last year. I really, really thought they were going to go O-line to spruce that up and protect their number one overall draft pick from last year so that he doesn't tear an ACL again or get hurt in any other type of capacity. Instead, they go and get his ex-teammate Jamar Chase, maybe one of the best... T- wide receiver talents we've seen out of college i mean this this guy was special and you saw it in that 2020 run with joe burrow championship season for lsu they were really really good that offense was super efficient it was jamar chase and then you had justin jefferson on the other side i think just or jamar chase is better than justin jefferson in terms of just talent and jefferson had the best rookie season of all time last year so Am I saying Jamar Chase is going to have that? I, I doubt it. Probably not. I think uh, Jefferson was kind of put in a good situation to become 
a number two wide receiver right away in a pretty good offense already. I think the Bengals have a long way to go to become a good offense. Again, that O-line does need to get better. They addressed it later in the draft, but I do think that this was a good pick. It could have been better had they addressed O-line, and I think that's what they should have done. Jamar Chase is an absolute beast, though. All right, and now we're going to get into... We're going to start with the losers, I won't, I'm going to say, of the draft. And we're not going to say any players in particular are losers, but I will mention some of the guys who I don't think did as well in the draft in general in terms of teams and organizations because I do think surprisingly more teams than not had pretty good drafts where like if you're giving them a grade you're giving them at least like a B and then anything above that I think a lot of teams did well addressing their needs some teams just kind of missed the ball and uh, to start that we're going to start with the Vegas Raiders I really don't love what the Raiders did here they they needed to spruce up their O-line, so they go out and get Alex Leatherwood. I don't think Alex Leatherwood is better than about two or three of the guys drafted ahead of him or behind him in terms of offensive line. I think Christian Darishaw is a lot better. They drafted him before Darishaw. I think the one big thing that they like about um, Leatherwood is he was from Alabama and if you do take that into account, I guess that is something to be noted. But I, I don't like where they drafted him in terms of uh, where he could have gone or who they could have gotten. Like, I do think their job was better. The rest of their draft was really okay. They, they kind of reached on some guys. I don't love everything like this. I do like their, uh, their Morig, Trevon Morig pick. He was probably the best rated safety, just pure safety in the draft. And he actually fell pretty far, like middle into the second round. A lot of people thought he might be a first rounder. So that's that's the one thing saving this draft for them. They got a lot of value in getting Morig. And I, I love that. Everything else, not a big fan of, but they did get him. And then again, I, I make it sound like Leatherwood's not good. He's actually really good. I just do think they could have gotten somebody better at the 17th pick. Um, another team that did not do very well, and this isn't really their fault in terms of like who they drafted. It's more of the fact that they only had three picks. Seattle Seahawks, they had three picks, which is kind of insane. They had a second rounder, fourth rounder, and a sixth rounder. There's really not a whole lot to do here. Their sixth rounder is an offensive lineman that I think is a little bit too small to really be a starter right away. He would have to... Co- and develop like some real real uh skills to kind of make that work so i don't love that pick and again they only had three picks not really fully fair to judge the draft class off of that but when you only have three you you expect them to to hit and i don't quite think they did that another team that did not have a whole lot of picks and they didn't do a whole lot with them is the houston texans the texans feel like everything they're doing right now is just wrong the way they're handling the whole Deshaun thing, trading away Hopkins. I mean, the trade for Laramie Tunsil that really kind of decimated this team and put Miami into the forefront in terms of draft capital and now just talent in general. Houston had five draft picks, nobody on day one. They didn't have a draft pick until the 67th pick in the third round where they went and got a quarterback. He is the quarterback of the future, probably, but he, this is, he has a great arm. 
he he played in a pro style offense in Stanford, which I'm sure a lot of guys like. Just it's a easy transition. But they have a lot of things they need to fix over there before they fix quarterback. And to have your first pick be in the third round and you get a quarterback, kind of weird, kind of strange. Not the biggest fan. And then they go and get a tight end in the fifth round is their first thing on day three. And he's just not a good blocking tight end at all. So you didn't address O-line even a little bit. Not a big fan of what they did. Uh, Texans, they they got a lot. They got they got to go figure out over there, like like quite a bit. Uh, one last team that I think did not do particularly well is the Green Bay Packers. This is really their second bad draft in a row. I don't. Green Bay is typically really really good at drafting, and obviously the verdict's still out on these guys. They had a decent amount of picks. Uh, they had the 29th pick in the first round. They go get Eric Stokes from Georgia. Stokes is a crazy athlete. He is incredibly, incredibly fast, but he's not. It, it's just speed. Like he's not particularly graceful when he's playing. He doesn't really have a position. Like he's gonna probably play cornerback, which is maybe their most impressive position outside of like D line and O line in Green Bay. So I didn't really think they needed this position, but. I also think Stokes, based purely off athleticism alone, wasn't worth a first-round pick. Probably could have gotten him a lot lower, and I think they're kind of reaching on it. And they were just kind of hoping for the athleticism. They might try and convert him to a wide receiver, honestly, but I think this was a pretty good wide receiver draft to looking for a converted guy in the first round. So I don't really know what they were doing here. And when you kind of drop the ball on a first-round pick like that, it is not the best look. Uh, they do get a wide receiver in the third round, Amari Rogers from Clemson. I do like Amari Rogers a lot. Um, not really a whole lot to say. He was fantastic for Clemson. He made Trevor Lawrence uh, what he was. And um, he's super explosive, but he's not going to be like an elite route runner. And we've kind of seen in the last couple of years that elite route runners are the guys who are the really, really good ones. When you look at Guys like Stephon Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Julio Jones. These are great route runners that just make their teams better. And they also have some speed as well. But like it's the route running ability that makes them as good as they are. Now, there, like I said earlier, there's a lot of teams I think had really good drafts. I'm going to look at all those teams and just tell you who I think their best picks were, who's going to be immediate impact, who might be a kind of a sleeper type of pick for them. Uh, starting with the Baltimore Ravens. I love their pick with Rashad Bateman in the first round. He should have been drafted higher in terms of wide receivers. I really, really think that this guy has a really, really, really good chance to just be a a good quality starter for a team like the Ravens that really are kind of missing consistent guys in the wide receiver position. I think Hollywood Brown's fantastic when he's great, but he does have a tendency to drop balls misjudge routes and just kind of evaporate into some games i think bateman's going to be a really really good guy that's gonna just get them yards and get them receptions i think he's a pro starter right away really like that for the ravens moving on down to the carolina panthers i think they had a pretty good draft um but i really 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 like their uh going after terrence marshall 
he has some like medical stuff, which is the reason that he fell down. But this kid, when he is right, he was another one of those LSU guys. You'll you'll see it. You'll see it. I don't think he's as good as Justin Jefferson. I don't think he's as good as Jamar Chase. I feel like that's kind of an unfair ask too, because again, I think Jamar is a like all world talent and Justin Jefferson is the best young wide receiver in the sport. So I think Terrence Marshall Jr. is a really good pick for them in the second round. And that's a guy that they're really, really going to like, no matter who's throwing it to him. I don't think it'll be Darnold for the foreseeable future, but they do have him right now. Uh, Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears get a really, really good draft class. They trade up to get their quarterback in the future, Justin Fields. This is right after Mitch Trubisky departs. They went and got Andy Dalton. Bears fans were in a frenzy because Andy Dalton should not be a starting quarterback for a team that thinks they can compete like the Bears do. They still have a fantastic defense. Uh, Justin Fields, I again, I think is the second-best quarterback in this draft. They get him at 11, and they get him as the fourth-taken quarterback. This is a great, great pick for the Bears. It is a little bit of a flashback to Mitch Trubisky because it's them trading up again to get a quarterback. So we're going to hope it's not that situation, and Justin Fields has a real, real opportunity to be the first real good Bears quarterback they've ever really had. They also addressed the offensive line, which is good. Pick up. I mean, they only had two picks in the first two days, but they get Tevon Jenkins, just an old lineman. I don't think there's anything too crazy about him. He's a more of a, pa- or a run blocker than a pass blocker. I think that'll help, though. They do need some depth at that position. And then I really, really like uh, Thomas Graham Jr. in the sixth round. I think Thomas Graham Jr. is probably going to start for them at cornerback right away. And they do a really good job over there at developing their corners. He's going to be really, really good if he develops even a little bit more because he is pretty darn talented. Let's go to the next team I think did really well. The Cleveland Browns. I think they had the best draft of anybody. I think they did fantastic. Cleveland hosted the draft. They have been drafting really, really well the last couple of years. And you can tell it in the team they built. They've just built a very, very homegrown team that is just honestly a threat. They're a threat in the AFC, especially with this draft. I think Greg Newsom, that's a position they kind of needed. You don't really know what you're going to get out of some of these guys that they have just because injury concerns have really, really hurt them at the cornerback position. Greg Newsom is just an incredible prospect. Um, I really do think that he'll develop a little bit. He's not going to be like your star guy that you've seen, like the Jeff Okudas of this world, where they just day one are going to be out there playing really well. But I do think uh, he's just a guy that can stick with good route runners. And if you can stick with good route runners, you're going to do a much better job in the NFL. Like I mentioned earlier, route runners are the guys who tend to do a little bit better at the wide receiver position. So, Cleveland had a really good draft. I honestly like all their picks. I like Tommy uh, Tagai. I probably said that name wrong. Tommy Tagai from Ohio State. This is a day three pick. They got him in the fourth round, and I honestly think he could have been taken in the second or third round. So I think he's that good. He is really, really strong. He was a guy that if you watched any Ohio State games, 
he played better than like any of his um you know combine stuff could have shown so i really like tommy Tagai in the third round for them cleveland really did well like like honestly fantastic um who else i like what the denver broncos did they get their cornerback in the future patrick sertan they needed that they didn't go get a quarterback and I really, really think that they are a quarterback away from being a pretty competent and competing team. Maybe they go get Aaron Rodgers. I know he has them on his short list of teams he would like to go to. If you add Denver, if you add Denver and Aaron Rodgers, I actually do think you have a very, very scary team in the AFC. So be on the lookout for that. Patrick Sertan is a stud. He's really, really good. I, I enjoy this. I just really, really enjoyed this. Uh, they also get Javante Williams, who Javante Williams was really good at North Carolina. I don't like that they traded up to get him, but they do get a running back for the future since the Royce Freeman experiment didn't work, and they kind of have a void over there now. So I think that's a good guy that will probably wind up getting a good chunk of snaps at the position for them. Another team, Detroit Lions, they kind of got lucky in this draft a lot of guys fell to them Sewell again i think was the second best player in this draft overall they got him at number seven didn't have to trade up that's going to be their o-lineman of the future and they're in full rebuild mode despite going and getting jared goff that was really just done to get rid of uh to get as much for stafford as they could and get stafford out of there so he could potentially win i think it was kind of a uh, two for one, but Detroit builds inside out. They go O line and then D line. Two straight picks. They are building from the inside trenches. That is how what it takes to be a good team in this league. I think Sewell is going to be on this team and a staple on this team for a long, long time. And this is just how you build a team. You got to do it from the trenches. So good start for them. They're not going to be good for a long time, but it definitely is a good step in the right direction with a new regime over there in detroit um who else did we have that did really really well i think i really like what the vikings did they went and they got um their quarterback for the future potentially in kellen mund in the third round they didn't have a second round guy they also traded down in the first round they were at 14 apparently there was rumors today they were looking at justin fields if he fell to them he wound up not falling to them, so they trade down from 14 to 23. And at 14, they were going to draft Christian Derrishaw, and they get him at 23. So that's unbelievable value from them. And they wind up getting two third-round picks in the pick next year as well. And with those third-round picks, they get Wyatt Davis, who I think could potentially start at left guard for the Vikings, and Patrick Jones, who is a really, really – freakishly talented potential edge rusher and they tend to be pretty good at developing edge rushers that are really really athletic if you look at guys like Daniel Hunter so the Vikings did really well in this draft I also love what the Dolphins did they reunite much like Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow you get Tua Tagovailoa and Jalen Waddell linking up in Miami I love that Waddell is just a freak they needed a wide receiver to really make this offense explode they had a second first round pick and they get Jalen Phillips I don't actually know a whole lot about him so I'm not gonna make too much of a statement on him 
And then they get Javon Holland, who I don't think he was the best safety in the draft. I think he was probably the second, but he's the most versatile safety in the draft because he is incredibly talented in pass protection, and he can play cornerback if you really needed him to. He's that athletic. He's that. Uh, he has that type of sense for the ball. I really like Holland. I just like what they did. Like every position they needed, they went and got Hunter Long. I think he's like a pretty good project at tight end and a good rotational guy that's really good at blocking. They get two tackles in this draft. Um, and in the seventh round, they get Jared Dokes, who uh, he may or may not make the roster, but that's neither here nor there. And then the last team that I think did really, really well is the New England Patriots. I'm sure every time you've seen a draft grading show episode, the Patriots are there every year. And, I mean, there's good reason for that. They go get their quarterback of the future, Mac Jones. This is definitely the guy that you expected the Patriots to get. He, he is a New England guy when you just kind of look at the way he plays. He's in the pocket. He makes the passes. He makes plays, even though he's not the best athlete in the world, even though he doesn't have the best arm in the world. I've, I like Mac Jones. He's a winner, and New England kind of needs that. He's not going to start right away either, and he shouldn't. He'll be there for a little bit. He'll learn especially from Belichick, that's just not even an issue. Uh, and then Christian Bearmore is really, really, really talented. Like, really, really, really talented. He's a great rush defender. He probably should have been in the first round. He gets to the quarterback really quick. Uh, I, I like him a lot. This is, like, insane value that they got him eight picks into the second round when he's one of the better D linemen in this draft. Again, this wasn't a deep, deep D line draft, but this was probably one of my top three guys that there were. And they get him in the second round. Just when you get a steal like that, that's a recipe for success, especially on a D line. And they needed it. Their D line was not very good last year. So, and I, I think that's about it for teams that I think did really well. I like that the Giants traded down to get Kadarius Toney. They didn't really need any of the guys that were high-priority picks where they were. So they traded down to get Toney. He's going to be absolutely explosive for that offense. He's really, really talented. Uh, the Jets did well, too. I think Elijah Moore is really going to help them out at wide receiver. I don't think he's going to be a number one guy. He might not even be a number two guy, but he's going to be a guy on this team for a little bit and help relieve some of the pressure in terms of like having one guy to throw it to so i really like that and then obviously they got zach wilson with the two overall pick um and the eagles for once it's too early to say but get the right wide receiver they go get Devonte smith he's just an absolute animal uh, the heisman winner he was maybe the best wide receiving season i've ever seen and i think a lot of people would agree like that was he was absolutely incredible. He he was all-world. He was a one-man wrecking crew. He's a big reason they won the national championship. He did win the Heisman, and the Eagles finally, hopefully, you know, it's, it's too early to say, but don't get the wrong guy when it comes to wide receivers in two consecutive drafts. Taking somebody over Metcalf, taking somebody over Jefferson, those are two big swing and misses. Hopefully, Devontae Smith works out for them. Um, I don't like what the Steelers did all draft, but getting Najee Harris is really, really nice because they have to replace James Conner. So you got to do it somewhere. Pretty good for them. And then I think that's about it in terms of teams that I think did really well. 
Um, I like Caleb Farley for the Titans. I don't know a whole lot about the guys they got outside of him, though. Uh, Farley was really good. Virginia Tech had a great defense, and he was the main guy over there. So, uh, yeah, I, that's that's my opinions on this draft. Again, I'm not a professional of any uh, nature at all. I do know some of the names and kind of what they bring to the table. I, again, think a lot of teams did really, really well. I mean, the teams that did bad were the ones without a whole lot of picks, and they kind of didn't do too great with them. Kind of felt like they were fell, fell asleep waiting for their, their picks to show up. Um I didn't love what New Orleans did, but it was fine. And it's really tough to judge these teams based um, 48 hours after the draft ends. It's it's not really fair to anybody, to these young kids. Congratulations to everybody who got drafted, whether you were the second pick or you were Mr. Irrelevant at the end. It is no small feat getting drafted into the NFL. Congratulations. Enjoy it. Don't blow all of your money at once. But go get Mama that new car. She deserves You know what I'm saying? But... Thank you, guys. Let me know who you think won the draft, who your steal of draft was, all of that good stuff. If you're excited about what your team did, if you're in pain because your team had three picks and you didn't like any of them, let me know. Thank you, guys, for listening. As always, we'll be back with you next Monday with less draft content and we'll just be around for everything else. Until then, guys, take it easy. I'll see you next week. Peace.